Hello. How you doing? What was that? Uh, it was my my trumpet fanfare that didn't work very well. Uh, no. If only can I can I can you do that again and can I film you doing it because no. I just want people to see your face as you do oh, it. God. It doesn't work on a podcast, does it? Do it. <laughs> All right, here we go. And there we go. It was like basically 20th century Fox, but better. <laughs> No? Right, okay. okay that's, that's welcome good. to the Harley and Josh show, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, welcome, yeah. Um, believe it or not, we are a music podcast. Yes. Um, all focusing on new music from in and around our local area, but we're not going to tell you where that is because you'll figure it out. That's <sighs> part of the game. Yeah. Um, and also, lost. we've got some music from Curtis Cully. Yeah. A.D. Johnson. And uh, swimsuit competition. Yeah, I was just waiting for your reactions after all of them. Because sometimes oh, you react after one, you go, okay. you go, uh, there was Curtis Cully. Ooh. Uh, A.D. Johnson. <gasps> And swimsuit competition. Yes! And the Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he loves a good swimsuit competition. Oh, um, yeah. Also, we've got some mu- some some muse. Uh, we haven't got any muse. We've music got muse. Music muse. Music muse. <laughs> Spoonerized. Um, well, yeah, we're going to be talking about 123 artists have filed an amicus brief uh, in uh, the Led Zeppelin's closely watched Stairway to Heaven Lord's lawsuit. We'll tell you what an amicus brief is at some point. And also... Please, um, I have no idea. The Divide Tour is officially the highest grossing concert tour of all time. Uh, we'll talk to you about that a bit later. And we're going to also ask about songs sounding the same and how much of a thing it really where, is. Where? What, what's the cutoff? Where? What? When? Who? <laughs> how? Sutton? Who? who? Um, yeah, oh, that might be a clue to where we're <laughs> recording this podcast. <laughs> anyway, um, Harley, you know, the most important question that we want to ask this entire day is not... <laughs> What'd you do? It, it's, it's, what did you do last week? That's, oh, that's the real question. Well, that's nearly the same question, but I will gloss over that. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I spent most of last week in bed. Um, oh. Those who were... Listening in last week, knew how unwell I was, and yes. I w- it was not good. Um, There's photo evidence. Yeah, I went home, I went straight to bed, and I didn't get out for like three days. Mm. I was not, not in a good way. I was really annoyed because I wanted to go climbing, and I mm. couldn't. I was supposed to be working at the shop, and I couldn't, and I felt terrible. I w- had to do some repairs um, on some guitars, and that had to be delayed till Thursday. But I ended up you doing do that. You do a bit bed, can you? Yeah, when, yeah. <laughs> just be uh, like sleeping on broken strings and like cut off bits. Do that, that anyway. Like a song name. Oh my god! Sleeping on broken strings. There you go, Rob Lewis. Yeah, well, yeah. Enjoy. There we go. You can have that one. <laughs> Sounds pretty country. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, how? Um, yeah. So my week didn't really start until Thursday. I had I had some repairs to do in the shop uh, that I was supposed to do Tuesday or Wednesday. So I, I rushed in on Thursday to do that. The toilets. Um, yeah. Thanks to James Gunn, be there by himself. So, of course, of course, of course. Wrongen. Wrongen. I uh, yeah. So I had a, I replaced the pickups on a Telecaster, a new Seymour Duncan's. Uh, that was really quite fun. Nice. Um, really simple job. You. Telecasters are really easy because the wiring's so simple on them. Mm. However, if you change the bridge pickup, you have to take off the entire bridge. Really? Because the yes, bridge, of course. The pickups attached to the bridge, and the ashtray bridges. Yeah, so uh, that that was a bit of a an issue, but it's fine. You chop the strings off and just put them back on; it's fine. Yeah, um, 
That um, is a faff, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then a few sort of basic earth wire reattachments. That's the most common fix we do is, is jack socket repairs. Yes, I can it's imagine. always, always Just the people, thing. Because they don't know what's, yeah. what's, what's the right way to, to take a jack out. Uh, get a run up. <laughs> no, no. Always pull it out by the metal bit, not by the... The rubber wire bit. The cable, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, these are on the guitars. And, I mean, we, every year, uh, Northgate give us their guitars. Northgate School, they give yeah. us our guitars and go, this one doesn't work, this one does work, but it makes a funny noise when you do this. This one's fine. Just give it a restring, la di da di da And we just, and we spend the six weeks working through those. And nice. uh, it's always good fun because you just get it all in at once. Yeah, um, exactly. We had a... Uh, criminally small amount of guitars to fix this time around. Really? Uh, the kids have gotten good. They've, yeah, they've actually been told to, to look after them a bit yeah. more, maybe. Yeah, and so uh, it wasn't too bad. Um, so I was just there for the morning doing the repairs because in the afternoon I had my cousin all the way from Australia, my cousin Roshana, was visiting. Ah. Um, and she was a big fan of old Ed. Mr. Right, yes. Mr. So she wanted to go see the castle on the hill. I'm not going to say where that castle on the hill is. Oh, yes, of course. Because we're, we are recording from a private location. <laughs> and this is roughly 36 minutes from the Ooh. castle on the hill. So uh, we 36 went around. 26 seconds. Have you been to the castle on the hill? No, I have been around it. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah. Is it on a hill? <laughs> yes. No. No. No, it's... We have to go up. Yeah, in Framling because, to get it, to get there. Yeah, but it's not really that much of a hill. And it is a bit of a... It's a know. castle on a mound. <laughs> on a mound. <laughs> I suppose they usually should all be, because they've got like moats and stuff, and they... Yeah, but then if the moat's filled with water, it's not a hill, it's just a, a riverbank. <laughs> Fair. I mean, do, do, do you want to call his lawyers, or shall I? I mean, maybe maybe we've got the wrong castle. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah, maybe it's yeah, St. Michael's talk- Mount. Yeah, that's not- definitely on a hill. That's more... That's on a... Rock. Might be Edinburgh Castle for me, yeah. 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 Oh, Lincoln Cathedral. Yeah. That's certainly on a hill. Welcome it's not to a the castle. New Holland Joshua podcast <laughs> listing castles. <laughs> Orford. <laughs> I can't think of any. Right <laughs> no, no, no. Sterling. There we go. Oh, there we go. Um, Blair. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I'm trying to think of somebody <laughs> whose last name is Castle. Oh, Frank from The Punisher. This is Lane Frank Castle. Frank Castle yeah. There we go. Um, Facts. Watch your language, mate. <laughs> yeah so yeah, that was my well, for Thursday it was quite nice um, it was a fairly laid back uh, week up until what, did we do a gig on Friday no we didn't it's fine uh, <laughs> it's good it's a podcast with himself as well it's what are we doing what are we doing oh we're doing this oh okay 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 should we tell them about that no just okay. I would listen to an error of that actually I will do it Okay. Next time, well, next time you're not here, I will do that and I will interview myself. You get more listeners to this show because there'd be a bunch of people listening into a man having a mental breakdown. Yeah, <laughs> so they go, I've forgotten everything. <laughs> It'll be a mental health council listening in. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so my Saturday, uh, I was playing uh, a birthday party. No, sorry, that's completely wrong. It was an anniversary party uh, in Stowmarket, and this couple they have a party that's every what year. Birthdays are, isn't it? It's an anniversary of being alive. Well, I guess. Maybe so, it's so the it was, birth it of their wedding. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah birth, it's a wedding birthday. Wedding, wedding, wedding birthday. Um, either way works. Uh, <laughs> please don't write in. 
it was great. It was a chart attack. Um, you don't have a registered address. That's why you can't write in. Yeah, no, no, no. You don't know where we are, so you can't <laughs> oh, yes. write in. Um, email Harley and Joshua at gmail.com, I guess. No one does that, yeah. apart from Dave Langdon. And Sam, when he has to t- send us the recordings for the oh, show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So um, if you're not Dave or Sam, email in and just say hi. <laughs> just yeah. Harley and Joshua at gmail.com. Literally, just message. Maybe send us a picture of your cat. The Highly and Joshua. That's it. The highly, yeah. Either way, <laughs> yeah. Um, I was just mentioning people are spelling my name wrong, but we'll come back. Yeah, we'll come I'm, back to I'm that bit. Shut up and let you talk. Um, so this was a chart attack. We were playing in someone's back garden. They had a stage in their garden, or like decking, but it was quite high up, and we were on this bit, which was great because sound-wise, the PA was on the floor in front of us, uh, so it was no bleed. Good. It was really nice, separated sound, and we could have a really punchy kit sound. Um, we had to sound check without Oscar because he was in London rehearsing with a band he's playing with. Um, so we had to sound check without him, which is lucky. I had my amp. I took a guitar. Uh, Oscar used my amp for that that gig just so we could just put a mic in front of it, make sure it works. Yes, the night train. Right now? now that it works, yes. Um, and it was just as well that we did that because Oscar turned up to the gig straight from London. Um, Literally, pedal board in one hand, guitar amp over a shoulder, three songs in, breaks the string. Oh. And doesn't have a spare string because oh. he bought a spare set, broke the D string, used that, broke the same D, well, not the same D string, but the D I'm string the that you replaced. It's always the D that breaks for me. Yeah. Maybe it's just a, like a, it just a, a type it's of a chords that you're thing. playing. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, you went, oh, what am I going to do? I haven't got a spare string. Um, so... I went, well, luckily, I brought my guitar for sound check, so he just used my guitar for the second set, oh, that's cool. which is very lucky because I very rarely will take a, have a guitar with yeah, me. of course. What guitar was it? Uh, it was my uh, PV Wolfgang. I thought I just assumed it would be that one. That's actually. my main one. Yeah, it's well, nice. I've got two guitars because you don't need more than two. I've got a humbucker one and a single coil one. I mean, that controversial. As a bass player, <laughs> I don't need more than yeah, two. Fair. I can hardly play one. So there's not really a need for me to to have anything more. And uh, yeah, I would have taken the Strat because it's good for that kind of music. Mm. Uh, But uh, the D-string broke on it, so uh, I left that at home. So I am... It's the name of this week's episode, Broken D's. Broken D's. Uh, No. Anyway, so um, don't Google it. So (laughs) yeah, that was a really good night. Um, We're sifting through some of the footage. We, We filmed some of it. So we're going through some of the footage of that now, see what we can find uh, that we could chuck up and uh, share with the world because uh, we haven't done a public show for a little while. We haven't got one, I don't think, until the end of the month, I believe. So um, mm. we, uh, we're we going to have to uh, let people know that we still exist. Yeah. Cause, uh, uh, it's, What's uh, your plan for doing that? Uh, we've got some videos, we've got some... Uh, we're going to just, just find a nice little clip of some cool happenings. I, don't know, I, just, I just nodded at the microphone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it happens. It happens so much. Um, so we're going to do that. We I uploaded a full half, well, a full half of the second set. That's in no way full of That's anything. A, it's a Lord of the Rings reference. Um, a full half. They come in pints. You've already got a whole half. <laughs> yes, of course. Otherwise Irish. He's not Irish. Um so, yeah, we're going to just go through. I've got the guys looking through that, seeing which bits they think are good good little moments. We might not put a whole song up, just put... Oscar was playing some amazing solos. You know when you get, like, a new guitar, and you're like, yeah! 
and he was really loving it. He was like, this sounds great. It's nice and different. So he was really into it. So um, uh, he was playing that. And so he was playing some absolute belters. So we might chuck some bits up here and there. Uh, depends what uh, what comes out good, really. So that's the plan for that. Nice. Uh, Sunday, I uh, took it nice and easy and had a very easy gig at the Froys at Chillsford. Yeah, Chillsford. Chillsford. Easy gig. Easy gig at Chillsford. Mm. Nice and easy. Now, uh, yeah, um, John Hart, who usually does sound at Folk at the Froys, he's off with Sam Kelly and the Lost Boys, as is Lucy. Uh, they're, they're touring around and playing with their, those guys and doing some really cool stuff. So Sam's uh, partner, uh, Kitty McFarlane, was what was doing the gig at Folk at the Froys. She is amazing. She is really good. Just really great storytelling songs, really well made, beautiful voice, great guitar work. She was playing some really complex stuff and just making it look easy. It was just really lovely. Um, I had it nice and easy because three channels up, leave it to it. She didn't want too much reverb, so I just played that really nicely. Um, had Tony Bell from The Grapevine. He was filming some of it, so hopefully there might Ooh. be some footage of that going up at some he's point soon. At, he's good at being there for those. Yeah, he does some really cool stuff and very supportive for all Absolutely. music things. Um, check out Grapevine. Yeah, check out I mean, Grapevine. If you listen to this, you probably know what Grapevine is now. But. Yeah, and you might know what Josh looks like from being on the cover many times. <laughs> Or, or just being in it, you're just you're just you're like their your base their basic like placeholder. Photo, yeah. yeah, you're their placeholder. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was great. It was good fun, um, just really enjoyable, and I love doing those gigs because they're so simple. Really, um, yeah. it's a nice chance to bump into some people as well. Often we get some good good friends coming along. Like I say, usually Lucy and John are there. Tony often makes an appearance appearance appearance. <laughs> It's a word. It's a real word, guys. It's my new word. It's, this is a new thing. The Harley and Josh show. Don't Google it. Don't Google it. And, and uh, that pretty much... Uh, does it. Does it. did stuff. Well done, buddy. We're proud of you. Uh, cool, mate. Thank you. Um, I wanted to know. This is why I was just, just glancing at my phone just then. Harley, Rude. this week, have you had any... Harley's pub band sins come to mind. I haven't. I haven't done no. any pub gigs, so nothing really jumps to mind. I was thinking, I was, I'm wrapping my brain. I mean, might have exhausted this feature already. No, no, no I don't think we have. Thing. No, we don't. Can I? Can I call out? Can I call pub crowd sins? Pub. Oh, go on. Go, go on. I like that. Pub crowd sins. Pub crowd sins. Three, four. What was in the time signature? No. Or there's thirty-four Just, people. When you sound check in, one, two, and someone. Three, four. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> Ooh, uh, exactly. That, it's that's bad, just it? like, come on, mate. You know it's not. You know it's not original because you did it last week. Yeah. <laughs> and did, the, and did that five seconds. Ago. And the other band went. <sighs> not yeah, exactly. Every single time. So that that can. I mean, I know we talk, we talked about it before, but yeah. please just don't. Just let's do our job, mate. Yeah. Just, I mean, if we're sound checking, we'll probably say like we're just going to sound check. We're also trying to listen to the room as well. Yeah, yeah. You're going uh, one, two, and then somebody says three, four. You're like, I'm trying to hear the reflections, man. Shut up. Just yeah, just let me. Push. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, I'm not well, a violent man. That's I'm a, not a violent man. Harley's local gig sins. He <laughs> wants <laughs> right. Okay, let's play some music. Um, we've got some amazing artists playing locally. Uh, this one is by a wonderful man called Ad Johnson. Uh, this track. Uh, is available on his most recent album London Songs um, we actually met him ages ago when he went to the Sue Marchant show in yeah. Cambridge uh, on BBC 
uh, radio. And he was just a really nice guy to talk to, has some great songs. And he's playing with Dusky Sunday very soon. If you stick around for the giggliest, we'll tell you what, this is Problems of Your Own. That was Problems of Your Own by A.D. Johnson, available on iTunes and Spotify and all that sort of stuff. Love it. Really nice and bouncy. Lovely, yeah. Got that sort of like uh, Americana feel, but with this kind of brass band sort of thing that you'd expect from a Victorian English town, which is, I suppose, is why it wants to be called London Songs. You know? So anyway, yeah. uh, oh, I'm, you know, I, I did some things and I'm going to tell you about it and everything. <laughs> What did I do? Uh, I, I, I want to congratulate Harley on uh, during that song. Uh, we were talking about just <laughs> things we things we do. This is what we do. Thing. And it's he just thing. said, uh, I'm not going to finish that sentence. I mean, I don't even know where it's going. Uh, I don't know how long it's supposed to be. So let's, let's just let's put this, just, just start, put the mics up. Like 20 seconds left. And I, I, I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's very so self-aware. We'll just, very we'll self-aware. Pass like over. It. However, so, we've got the whole of the next song for me to just, do one yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, good, good. I'll, I'll finish it off. Uh, previously on Harley Cotton. Um, so, yeah, uh, last week I had quite a nice busy one. Um, I was in uh, uh, Area 51. Yeah. Harley, you hooked me up with that practice studio. Thank you very much for that. No worries. Um, as we were around the corner at Four Years Photography, um, which, uh, you know, so if, if Area 51's on the left, um, sort of, you know, when you're driving yeah. down, this is in RAF Bentwaters, what well, was RAF Bentwaters, now it's just... Bentwaters, yeah, um, and just past your turn off, and on the right, there's the there's the, the happy pets place or whatever, yeah. and over the road from that, there's a photography studio um, uh, yeah. where he sort of does um, as as guy called Ga- oh Gary, I want to say Gary, I might have, I might have messed that up, um, and he uh, he's got a little studio there with with all the, the amount of lights and stuff, it's quite amazing. Nice. But it was all for uh, Sophie Tot, who's uh, Tallulah Good Times is her uh, yeah. alter ego. When she's fighting crime, um, she uh, <laughs> with music um, and spangly headphones. Take uh, that she, crime! Yes, exactly. Take that, you s word. Um, <laughs> burnt face man is that a burnt face yeah. man reference oh my god I haven't heard one well, of those in years because it's so on PC uh, that wasn't actually crime that was a box with crime written on it <laughs> um, uh, yeah so anyway um, yeah so we were we were all dressed up all sort of vintage 30s I, I trimmed my moustache down even smaller so I could have the sort of the old old oh, sort yes. of the, the Gomez Adams look from, from Am's family um, and it, so it was Hannah Hinchliffe uh, to Luda Good Times with Sophie, uh, Jade May Jean, Rich yep. Webb, Murray Collins, and I. And nice. I think that's a really fun little room to be part of, actually. Yeah. Um, just listening to what everybody gets up to. So I wish I could have had a podcast of that just for, you know, to listen to. It would have been quite fun. Um, so, yeah, we went immediately over to Area 51 and just ran through the sort of the bare basics of all the tracks just to sort of do two hours worth of practice while we were all free. And yeah, starting to come together really good. We're going to be performing on the 23rd of August at Maui Wow Fest- Maui Wowee Festival in <laughs> Theberton in Suffolk. Um, oh, it's another slight indication of where we're recording from. Um, yeah, and that's about, what, 20 minutes drive? I don't know. 20 uh, minutes west. Yes, west. East, oh, east, east. All right, where's the longitude? Jeez. Um, clicks. You've got to do it in clicks, otherwise it doesn't sound like you're, you know, really trying. 
I don't know, he's trying to do it now. Morse code now. <laughs> the Morse code podcast. We keep changing this podcast every week. Ah, oh, it's gone off the rails. Ah. Um, so yeah, that was the good, we're calling it the, well, say we, Sophie's calling it the Good Times Republic. Oh, that's a good name. I like that. that. Yeah, right. So it's, uh, if anybody's ever listened to the Quantic and his Como Barbaro um, band, it's that kind of thing. So it's got this kind of uh, electronic mixed with um, sort of, uh, yeah, gypsy swing. Kind of all together so it's going to sound really good so yeah fun to do a photo shoot just you know probably if you look at it you'll just see all of our faces pretty much stay exactly the same in the back row which is all the dudes we're sort of like just stay still maybe well, they won't see you in those days it was weird to smile in a photo yeah exactly yes yes we all look like we're about to die from the plague exactly <laughs> <laughs> um yes so that was fun um on the tuesday i want to say tuesday actually um i was no, I think it might be Monday. Anyway, I'm having a podcast by myself again. Yeah. Um, so this is I've changed the format again. Um, I was actually here next door in the studio uh, at Punch Studios uh, to help some of our friends with a, a band they formed. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is uh, Annie, uh, Anna, sorry, um, yeah. and uh, Nigel. Okay, and, cool. Uh, Andrew and Martin, all the guys from The Rock Project, um, starting their own, their own band, doing some covers and things, and they just wanted somebody to listen in and... And see what it sounded like, and and give them pointers and what to practice and how to practice and things like that. Amazing. So just went along just to say, just sit down and say, this is good. Do this again. And I was sort of giving them practice tips as if to say like, so don't just go through the song and when you're done with the song, cool on to the next thing. Yeah. I said focus more on on structural elements. So just you know, let's go over that bridge and not just sit there and let's can we get to the end of the bridge. It's all right, let's listen to the the sort of uh, different things that are happening in the bridge, the different rhythms and things like this, uh, and, you know, where to lock in. And I was saying, right, I want everybody to watch Martin's kick drum foot right now. And I want your strums, and I want your accents, and I want your um, uh, different sort of lyrics to bounce with the kick drum. Yeah. Um, just to sort of make it even more evident that you're playing together, not just your parts. Mm. Um, and that was just, I think they, they got some stuff out of that, which was good. I was sitting there just trying to say to the guitarist, because, you know, you've got Anna on guitar and you've also got um, Nigel playing guitar and you've also have Charlie, I think, playing guitar as well. Okay, as, cool. Actually, I can't remember. Um, they'll be all playing guitar and I'm like, you've got to play in different registers. Yeah. Otherwise, there is just no point. Um, you know, there's, Elect two, two acoustics and electric right but I was just like okay so you're going to have to think about different voicings I've seen a Nigel use your caged system so you know taking the shape that you're already playing and just moving it all the way up the neck and try to find out where the next root of that chord would be anyway jargon blah 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 yeah it's it, just a way of so that each guitar isn't playing the same thing so your ears can actually pick out the different parts amazing yeah because it's not just on a record that you can notice that you can hear it live it's yeah. just and it, it yeah it just adds different layers and and uh, elements to a song if you if you can really you know um, add those different parts to it nice. so that was quite nice and i was you know i was happy to help them out um just because i don't know we've, we've we've helped them out in the past and and they've they've been they've been very supportive of our gigs and they have and yeah they've shared our stuff from the yeah. holly and josh show on facebook which you can you know like and subscribe etc 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 so yeah that was nice uh, I was uh, teaching last week as well, which was, you know, just sort of continuing it through uh, the summer holidays, just doing private stuff, just going to some people's houses. Mm. Um, and uh, it's really nice just being able to do it rather than just going from school to their house. I'm not tired before I get there. Yeah. You know, so like a lot of the time if I'm teaching somebody after I've just been at school, um, 
I've you know I'll still be there but I've, I've been teaching all day so yeah. there's a lot more stuff swimming around in my head whereas I can be a lot more focused when I'm just sitting again okay I've got two students today that's great yeah I can really plan um you know an extra thing for them nice. so yeah that was nice and I got a new student as well uh who's who's uh who's coming down around to my house and I'm, he's doing a, a, a like a course over the sort of five weeks of well we're going to do, yeah, we do five lessons of, of the holidays just over August and yeah. the beginning of September. Just like really fast tracking him. So hi, Hayden, if you're listening in, um, he's, uh, he's he's going to do a lot better, I think. I remember, you know, teaching with workshop situations and it didn't quite stick sometimes. Doesn't work for everyone. Literally just doing, you know, half an hour with him. Yeah. He was immediately like, oh. You know, just gets it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So that was really good. Um, <laughs> on Saturday, we were in Gloucestershire. Ooh, in the Cotswolds, um, which was really, I think it was shiny. I don't know. It's gloss in it. Uh, oh, it's not Mattershire. Emulshire. So, yeah, that was really nice. I was playing for Dan Freeman, a very old uni friend of mine. And he's not old. I mean, he's he's like 26. But um, You go back. Yes, exactly. Um, but, yeah, really, really lovely fella. Um, mm. And uh, it was just really nice to be part of his wedding. Uh, it was great because the the venue it was the Green Dragon in in um, in Gloucestershire. I can't remember near the nearest town, but it was you know right in the middle of the sticks. Yeah, and it was a 1600s pub Ooh, that wow. had extra bits sort of added on for wedding and functions. Nice. And I was just walking through there. It was really difficult for me to not hit my head. I I can't relate. Sorry, what? <laughs> it felt like a Hobbit pub, you know, because obviously people, you know, in the 1600s were smaller in stature. So anytime I sort of walk into old places and old houses and stuff like this, I'm smacking my head on beams all the time. So I'm just ducking everywhere. So how far away? Like how long did it take you to get there? About four hours. Oh, okay. About four hours. So we left off about uh, ten. I picked everybody up by ten. Yeah. Rich couldn't make it, so I was panickingly uh, messaging everybody that has depped with us before. I messaged Harry Green. I messaged Alice Birch. Yeah. I messaged uh, Hannah Hinchliffe. Um, and yeah, just checking around to see who was about. Yeah. And nobody was free. Um, Gobel wasn't free. Ben Gobel, obviously. Otherwise, I asked him first. And luckily, Harrison Perkins stepped okay. up. So he has he is a, a regular at the Ipswich Jam Nights. He hasn't been there for a while, though, because he's moved to Manchester and he's studying music oh, okay. up at university. Luckily, he was back for just the weekend, basically. So and you took him back up towards... Yeah, exactly. It was about equidistant from, from right. Manchester. Um, and he did a really good job. Yeah. Really, really good job. We had a nice chat on the way home uh, while there and then the way home of just, you know, what he does for his nice uh, for his degree and everything. And just really interesting just to, to hear him. He's 19 and he's just a wonderful player. Great. Really good sax player. So if anybody's looking for a sax player that needs... Harrison Perkins. Yeah, Harrison Perkins. is a good guy. Um, so, yeah. Thank you, Dan, for having us. It was really nice to see some really old music friend, music. Uh, uni music friends um, yeah. that they were just they've been following what I've been doing and they're just you know really complimentary and I was Great. it was a mosh but emotions. they were all absolutely smashed and they're like Wee, let's get lads and I'm like I can't I've got to drive another four hours uh, and did was, you not stay over then? no 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 oh, okay. we drove back that night Oof. so uh, we didn't get in until 4am I think it was the worst I know oh well I say it was just after four yeah because um, we, yeah, it was a shorter drive on the way back. It was about three hours instead oh, without okay. traffic, etc. Of course, yeah. Um, and uh, but then we had to be up um, and out of the house by twelve, 
as well I say 12 I mean we were loading in around 12 and things like this um, because we had a gig up in uh, West Norfolk um, near Kings Lynn ish kind of way I can't really tell you where it is because it's a secret location um, <laughs> well, you don't know Harlequin Fair Oh, Harley's yes. Twin Fair. Yeah. No, no, it, yeah, Harley has his own festival. Yeah. Um, it was really, really nice. Where he dressed up as a cheerleader. Yes. That's a bit psychotic and, and is married to the Joker. Yeah. Um, yeah. Steve, uh, yeah, Steve Miller. Steve Miller, yes. <laughs> do, 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 do. No. Um, so, yeah, that was really nice because we, we, it was, uh, we were a bit knackered. I've got to say, you know, we'd all had about five, six hours sleep and, you know, driving another hour and a half uh, to another gig. But we'd played this festival last year. Well, I hadn't played. I was just sort of roading for Impilo. Rich and Murray had done it. Rainer hadn't because Rainer couldn't make... Rainer's the usual drummer from Impilo. Yeah. Um, but Rich was from the Lockerbillies stood in. Right, uh, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a big old web of inter... Rich web mm, of... Uh, you know, incestual bands um so mm. yes um so yeah they, they, we turn up the band that was supposed to play before us didn't turn up oh no so we were just like screw it let's get on so we just set up we did an extra extra couple songs yeah um so that it could you know fill the gap a bit better and it was really nice you know there was there was artwork were there beard effects was nice there. um some really good music um we saw lady J. Oh yeah. She was doing some storytelling. Wonderful. Um I want to thank Aim and Crystal for sorting us out. And just, you know, it was a really nice day of just, you know, really great music and 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 a really lovely setting. And it just reminded me of Glasto. Where 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 there it is. Anyway, let's play some more music, shall we? I need um, a button back. We do. Um so let's play something by a bit of sweet swimsuit competition. They're gonna be playing here uh as part of Kashina's uh, night at the Three Wise Monkeys alongside awesome. Orange. So that's a really good lineup. That's gonna be uh announced in the gig list, so stick around to the end. Uh yeah. this one's called Wasted. Enjoy. Ed Sheeran's Divide Tour is officially the highest grossing concert tour of all time, beating out U2's 360 Tour. And 123 artists file an amicus brief and Led Zeppelin's closely watched Stay Away to Heaven lawsuit. Music. News. Yes. Oh, that's serious. serious. Uh, that was wasted by uh, swimsuit competition just before that. Check them out. It's all over the old streaming services. So, Harley, what's this about the Divide Tour? So... According to uh, the concert tracking company, is that the name of the company? I, I don't know. So, yeah. uh, Ed Sheeran's Divide Tour crossed uh, crossed seven hundred and thirty six point seven million dollars in estimated gross and revenues today, which is Friday. Yeah, and he still had twelve dates left. That's mad, isn't it? So, so smashed the record. Yeah, um, he's gone out and smashed it. It's it's absolutely smashed it. Um, the it beats U2's all-time record of 735.4 million set on set on July the 30th 2011 by U2 obviously yeah. um so yeah that's mad isn't it absolutely absolutely mad I mean, but it's crazy that that record has remained unbeaten for like 8 years yeah with artists doing better and better each time especially i mean U2 
I wouldn't have thought that would have been their biggest year as well. I don't know. Yeah, I could be wrong. The 80s or something, or the yeah, 90s. that's it. That yeah. was. You but know, the thing is, they had fewer dates as well. Oh, that's the thing. They, so because they had 110 shows, and Ed Sheeran did 255. But he's, well, he's, he's got that plan, so he's it, not even finished that yet. Yeah, yeah. He's still got well, still had 12 dates left, and uh, that's finishing off in our hometown. Not to say where that is, which is reflective of ticket price, isn't it? That's a very good. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. if you think, I mean, because the average ticket price uh, for Divide is about 86 bucks. So, what's that, like 50 quid, something like that? Uh, yeah, 60 yeah. pound, yeah. Um, and by comparison, the U2's 360 tool was about $115. Right. So, that's probably about 90 so, odd, 80, yeah. 90 odd in today's money, um, that's... which is well, 90 quid, I mean. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's with adjusted for inflation. So, um, they were talking about how why they priced it cheaper in comparison because apparently he that his tours what well, Ed Sheeran's tour is cheaper than sort of like the, the other artists of you know of, of the time so like Bruno Mars and Ariana Grande okay yeah. um, because they were sort of conscious of the fact <laughs> fewer that, band members true <laughs> yeah it's true but they were <coughs> conscious of the fact that the fans are also attending festivals and other outings so I mean mm. they've kind of got less disposable income and because of the amount of festivals that are going on and maybe something to the fact, like I say, that Ed Sheeran fans are very much in the the mainstream and listen to lots of music and will go to see lots of gigs, perhaps more so than a rock band yeah, fan maybe. may. But I mean, what you uh, mentioned there was a really interesting thing about the last date of the tour. Oh, yeah. So he's finishing finishing his tour in his, I say his hometown, not his hometown, but kind of his hometown. Yeah. Anyone, anyone who lives in Suffolk will... Direct, are we gonna we're gonna give it away? Go on, where yeah. do we live, Harley? Ipswich. Who knew? Who knew? Here on IO Radio. <laughs> yeah. Ipswich was, Online Radio. There we go. Anyway, so um yeah, that's uh amazing that he's kind of bringing it home. Yeah. It's that's the crazy thing is that a record, a world record breaking world tour yeah. is finishing up in Ipswich. And now if that does not do something for putting Ipswich on the map, I don't know what would. That is, yeah, it is mad. Well, apart from Sound City, which is coming soon in October. So I worked out. Right. He's done 255 dates. Yeah. And if he doesn't make, I'm not sure if it's counting the money for the ticket sales from his shows that he's already already yet to do, so I'm sure right. it will. Yeah, it's probably. Um, so the only thing to add on is merch sales at the event, which will be a massive amount because mm-hmm, everyone, mm-hmm. especially at Chantry, if I were, if I was going to that gig, I want a T-shirt to say I was there yeah. watching that guy yeah. who played on the other in the other park for yeah. free. Yeah, exactly. I want to be, say that I was there amongst those people because so, it's a it's a it's a yeah, it's, it's a once in lifetime occasion. How much are you making? Just under three million dollars a night. A night, right? A night. So, per show. But the thing about that, it's about usually about ninety percent of that goes on production. Yeah. Um. So he'd probably get about ten percent of that. Yeah, I don't know how much of that is. Um, that was what Elton John's management said recently. Is that that's what Elton John kind of made was ten percent of what the ticket sales were. Okay, I wasn't sure how much of this was like just profit mm-hmm. or or just gross. Um, what it you know, stuff. everything before costs or oh. anything like that. I I think I, I was reading it as if it was profit, and if so, yama yama. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, this I say three million per night, and this goes in the same week as. I had to contact a venue because we got paid £100 by cheque and they spelled my name wrong. Oh, How do they spell it? Without an R. H-A-L-E-Y. Halley. Yep. 
Uh, <laughs> so like that's a comet. Thing. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, you are, you know, and interstellar, mate. We're splitting that four ways. <laughs> so, uh, how are the other half live? Ed? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you get 10% of that. But at the same time, I am sure Ed has done countless freebie gigs. I think because anyone who's got yeah, to that stage absolutely. will have done that. Maybe and he's just broken even. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, yeah, he's still paying off his uni debt. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> I think he's sure with that. But apparently, he's supposed to be becoming a billionaire soon, and he's going to be one of the first people to do it before thirty. Wow. So, no, maybe not one of the first, but you know, there's a very select few. You can afford hair dye. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, let's get on to the uh, the news, which really tickled my fancy. Uh, 123 artists have filed an amicus brief in Led Zeppelin's closely watched Stay With Heaven lawsuit. This has all been going for ages. Uh, it all started back in 2014 when a descendant of Randy Craig Wolf, a former Spirit band member, so the band Spirit, and songwriter made a ludicrous claim. Uh, so it wasn't the, the, the band member that made the claim. It was uh, his descendant. Um, yeah. uh, Led Zeppelin allegedly... That, that did some bunny ears there. Ripped off uh, Spirit's Taurus, a song called Taurus. I was listening to it this morning. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to create the now iconic intro of Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> Denied. Uh, the popular group allegedly stole the guitar riff introduction from Wolf and his band. As expected, a California federal jury officially rejected the claims after uh, listening to both songs. The case fell apart after Led Zeppelin's legal team revealed the guitar riff actually exists in the public domain. Okay. Which is an interesting way of doing it. Maybe they just sort of saw, oh, we might get pressed for this. Let's just make it so How, we can own the rights for it. For what reason is it in the public domain? I think it's also, there was just this kind of, uh, there's this d- d- descending chromatic riff. Yeah. It's got this kind of, uh, there's a Latin vibe to it, a lot of Latin. Uh, so, exactly, it's just going straight through that. So, I must it, maybe it's just been like that for a long time. It's just too. It's not original enough to be able to be yeah. owned, right? But even though it's iconic, it doesn't mean it have to be original, right? Um, so, yeah. keep in mind, Spirit has opened for Led Zeppelin, uh, and Led Zeppelin have opened for Spirit. This so, back in the sort of sixties, they're um, buds. Yeah, they're friends. And during his life, the guy who wrote the song Taurus never entertained the idea of filing legal action against the group. Right. So yeah. it's the same things like what we were talking about with hologram stuff. It's yeah. like people doing stuff post mortem, which the original person would not have been happy with. Anyway, the Nashville Songwriters Association International, the Songwriters of North America, Corn and Tool, amongst many others, have submitted a new filing to aid the group in the closely watched infringement cases, aiding Led Zeppelin. Um, they've, right. they've, yeah, so they, they filed an amicus brief. An amicus brief, in legal terms, is basically um, when somebody who is not involved in the case can write in to the judge uh, and, and you know the, the people leading the cases yeah. to inform them of anything that might, in, uh, you know... In, in, sort of, I don't know, change the the, the, the court proceedings. Yeah. Um, and it just sort of basically informed them of, 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 of anything they might have missed, um, which is, you know, totally legal. I mean, if they're not an interested party per se, you know, not parts of Led Zeppelin's estate and things like that, it's, it's, there's no conflict of interest there. But, okay. I mean, they were just sort of... Say, go on, you were saying? Um, sorry, yeah, go on. 
Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, the Ninth Circuit of Court, Court Appeals, 123 artists, along with the organisations, explained they have significant interest in the case. Um, they've quoted to say, any artist who reads the opinion may very well fear that the very common use of descending chromatic scales, arpeggios, or short sequences of three notes, like do, 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 do. You know, can yeah. you actually copyright that? Um any elements in the public domain could form the basis of an infringement action. So it's basically saying that it could open the doors for lots of litigation in the future, which really have are based on nothing. Okay. Which brings us to this section of our show. Thing I found report about this morning. Jingle. I mean, what do you have to do for a copyright infringement sort of flag to be thrown at you when you've written a song? What That's do you a- think it is? That's a very good question because it's so mm. subjective. Really is. Um, were was Ed Sheeran successfully sued? Yes, by the Marvin Gaye. Um, for, let's get it on. Yes, and he yeah. it was also for somebody else. I can't remember the name of him. Now, um, yeah. I, I would argue that really the only thing they had in in common was a tempo and the, the chord next, pattern. Yeah, and even yeah, can you really? Because it was just one. One first inversion for five. Yeah. Um, for that song. I mean, you could, surely you can't copyright that. I mean, yeah. the song had a similar feel, but the, the melody and the lyrics were not the same. So No, and the, the subject matter is, I would say, different. Yeah. Um, you know, I, so I, how was that? I, I mean, my, the, the Marvin Gaye estate is notoriously... Uh, a bit crazy about money. Yeah. That's how Marvin Gaye died was he was shot by his dad because he was owed money. There we go. That's <laughs> that says a lot about that. Um <laughs> yeah. uh, and I don't know whether it was something was it like in court I don't know. I think was it was it like settled out of court? <laughs> because I you know that's the thing like surely if that's a thing then yeah the gates are open for a lot mm. of things to be mm-hmm. very similar. There's a really know? interesting website right which I was checking Chuck out this Berry morning. Chuck Berry could sue Half the world. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or just, you know, Robert Johnson. Yeah. You yeah. Know, one of the godfathers of the blues. Um, anyway, yeah. So there's a great... <laughs> he could sue someone for his soul back. Uh, yeah, he's uh, the devil. You sue the devil. Um, people have tried to sue God before. Yeah, how'd so, that go? So I, think, uh, <laughs> I don't think he turned up. Yeah. So uh, there's Busy a great boy. website called www.thatsongsoundslike.com. Right, and it's actually really good because it's basically just got this big feed of songs that people have flagged up to say they sound mm. like each other. Um, which not all of them, you know, have had court cases or anything like that thrown at them. Yeah, there has been one recently, which was uh, "Dark Horse" by Katy Perry. That's quite recently just been uh, defeated in court. Okay, by uh, a Christian rap song called "Joyful Noise," um, and so they lost the case. And a lot of I listen. I listen to the two songs. I don't think they sound very similar. Right. They're both they've got sort of trap kind of beats. They're similar, but coincidentally, yeah. is it that kind? I, of... I don't know if they. But I didn't read enough into it as to whether the the, the, the songwriters for Katy Perry actually did do it. Mm. Um, you know, rip it off. But I don't know. It's uh, dubious. Yeah. I mean, a lot of like sort of grassroots songwriters and and sort of people, you know, of the smaller profession part of the profession like myself yeah might sit there and go yay you know we're bringing down the big guys but you're really screwing yourself up for the future if you write a hit song and then it's found out yeah to sound a lot like somebody else's there's a there there are things that go the other way there are people who 
right who go i wanted to do a song that sounds like this this is the vibe i was going for i've done that a lot <laughs> so they write it they change a few bits to make it not enough like not enough that can be suable well one would hope but at the same time why if you want a sound song to sound like this if you're inspired by a piece of music and you're like you know i want to capture this essence why why shouldn't what then by the if your inspiration comes from another song, mm. that's like saying, well, you're not allowed to write that song anymore. Songwriters do it with themselves. Prince did it with himself. Right. He did it with uh, 1999. He goes, yeah. I was dreaming when I wrote this. So me if it comes to words. Yeah. And then there's, and he also wrote Manic Monday. Yeah. Yes. It's exactly the same melody. So he's ripped himself off. But he's not going to sue himself, is he? So that's not besides the point. Yeah. I've got a little list here. Okay of songs that have uh, been flagged and the artists all know about it, yeah. um, of songs that sound the same. So there was Viva La Vida, this was quite a thing, by Coldplay. Yes. And If I Could Fly by Joe Satriani. That was a, that went to court, didn't it? It was that... And I don't think that Joe Satriani won that one. I think Coldplay got that one. They got more money, didn't they? Which I don't think they properly ripped it off but I don't know um, there was Hope by R.E.M. Uh, and Suzanne by Leonard Cohen um, I don't know either so um, um, both great songs okay R.E.M. didn't notice that they'd they'd done it Leonard Cohen said ah I don't mind okay and he said to be honest to be what was his quote I can't remember what he said he said something like um, it would have been greedy uh, of me to uh, have written the song but also to have made money from it Right. I was like, all right. <laughs> Have you um heard the one about I don't know if you've got on your list there uh, Echoes um and Phantom of the Opera. Oh, yeah, literally Echoes same by Pink Floyd yeah, Andrew Lloyd Webber. It's you listen to the two and it's it's so obvious. And Echoes came first, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and in an interview someone but Again, can you copyright a, com- uh, a chromatic sequence? Potentially. It's but also then rhythms though. Isn't it's it? rhythms and it's tempo and it's I guess it's the feel as well. It's very much in the same timbre. There's but in an interview, uh, Dave Gilmore, um, someone said, well, are you aware? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm aware. It's, it's very obvious, you know. Yeah. And they went, are you going to sue him? He was like, no, nah, we've got enough money. And <laughs> why, why should we ruin someone else's... Uh, Reputation. Yeah, and or at least, you know, ruin... It's Phantom of Ops is a great, a great show. Mm. Why should I ruin that? If it's that what they've done with it is great, so yeah. I'll let, let them have their time. That's good. I think it's a nice way of looking at it. Yeah. Uh, Creep by Radiohead uh, and the Air That I Breathe by the Hollies. Uh, okay. On uh, on sort of second listen, um, Tom York and the guys from Radiohead actually said, "Okay, that does sound so very similar." So they gave the Hollies a songwriting credit, so they earned some money off it, um, and they just gave it, it was out of court. Yeah. Um, what's another one? Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve and The Last Time by The Rolling Stones. Right. Um, that's the... Da, 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 yeah. Da, da. And The Rolling Stones get 100% of the royalties for that song. Do they? Yeah, it was settled Ooh. in court that the, 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 the sample was used too much and it's basically the... Because that, that whole song is based yeah. on that sample, isn't but it? But I, I sit there and think of the, the melody which The Rolling Stones didn't write, so I think that's a bit unfair. Yeah. Or was it The Verve? Uh, the Verve actually said, uh, I mean, it's the most successful song they've written yeah. <laughs> ever, which they didn't actually write. It's most sex- successful song they didn't write. There was the Last Night by The Strokes and American Girl by Tom Pitt and the Heartbreakers. The the intro sounds... Oh, okay. I was going to say there's a 12-bar. 
Uh, uh, so essentially, it's a 12 not bar. Quite, not yeah. quite. Not uh, quite. But yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, uh, and again, the Strokes said to Tom Petty, they're like, oh, I didn't realise it sounded sim- so similar. And Tom Petty was like, ah, I like it. <laughs> so yeah, it's fair. fine. Um, what, 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 what genius. It's a good, a, good, a, it's a good excuse to, you know, meet your heroes. There was Waking Up by Elastica and No More Heroes by The Stranglers. They used the same... And The Stranglers did sue and they actually made quite a lot of money off that song. Oh, good. Um, the last one... <laughs> I only say that because I really like them. You like The Stranglers. <laughs> uh, and the last one, obviously, is Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke and Pharrell Williams and Got to Give Up by Marvin Gaye. I'm not completely sold on that one. No. Um, I dislike the Robin Thicke track and I didn't like the video because of the old objectifying women. Yeah, that's um, a thing. But, I mean, it's just a drum beat. Yeah. Really, and a little bit of a rhythm. It's two chords. I mean, You know, yeah. it's, there's so little to it, it's almost hard What's to... your conclusion to this then, Harley? I, I think, there's, I mean, there are certain things I've heard that you've said I've gone, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also sounds like these artists, they can have a conversation out, outside of court. I think a lot of these things can be settled if, you know, the writers, I mean, not all so easy if they're not around anymore, like in the Marvin Gaye cases. Mm-hmm. Um, but why not just go like, right, okay, well, these songs do sound similar. Um, look, we we didn't intend it for this way. I, oh, I've i not heard this song before, so it's just a coincidence. Or I do have, I have heard that song before. Never thought that it might be, but it might be subconscious. Shall we uh, sling yeah. you a credit or two, you know? Yeah. And I, I think it's just, you know, don't steal people's work. No. But also, don't steal people's work if you are, you know, like like with the Rolling Stones, they didn't write that song. No. They might have given, yeah, the, the sample might have been used. But I don't know, it's kind of the same thing with the YouTube thing of, of you know, getting Split. what we talked about before. Yeah, it shouldn't go 100. I don't think it should necessarily. I could absolutely rip off a song and change the lyrics or change the melody to be a different song. And it's still, I've still created something. Exactly. I anyway, we're running out of time, so we've got to go on to the... So, uh, this weekend, we've got August 9th, which is the Friday, A.D. Johnson and special guest, Dusky Sunday. So, A.D. Johnson, we played a bit earlier. He's playing Friday at 8 o'clock at the Angel in Woodbridge, so check that one out. Nice one. We have, also on the 9th of August, we have Foxfest. What the Fox? What the Fox say is in <laughs> it's at the Fox Inn, New Fox Inn in Newborn. Really hard to say. Fox Inn in Newbridge. Bridge. We've got James Nunn, we've got Max Wildwood. Uh, I believe there are many other bands playing well, as well. I, I, that's my band, Harley. Oh, was you playing? The Lockerbillies are playing on the Friday, Harley. Oh, you didn't write that down. That's oh, I did write it down. I put Suffolk Lockerbillies for some reason. Okay, the okay. Suffolk Lockerbillies. <laughs> um, In case you wonder where we're from. <laughs> August 9th, we've got the Phil Jackson Rock and Roll Band uh, on the Friday. I'm going to be at the Salutation in Ipswich at 9 o'clock. Amazing. Also, we have on the 9th of August at um, Three Wise Monkeys, we've got a Kachina Presents Surf and Skate Music Night. Um, Robert Castellani. Yes, uh, we have Orange. We have Swimsuit Composition, who we've already played. Uh, so she got some amazing artists there. That's great. And they've got some nice clothes and nice designs. Really nice, all very sustainably sourced. I, I like that Robert Castellani is still involved in the live music scene. Yes. He didn't want to gig anymore. He's an amazing guitarist. Yeah. But he's still like, I can still do brand partnerships and put gigs on, yeah. which I think a lot more clothing companies should do. Yeah. Just, they're not going to, if they just approach a venue and say, can you give me a budget and I'll put on a really good night 
and yeah. my brand will help to promote it. I think it's a really good idea. Amazing. Awesome. Um, uh, August 10th, we've got a night of a live acoustic music from Curtis Cully, who we're going to finish the show off with today, and James Nunn. That's at the Brewer's Arms, just over the road from here at 8 o'clock in Ipswich. Nice. August 10th, we have Soap Your Auntie. Whoop, whoop. At the Hand in Hand in Trimley, so you're only awesome. Oscar Charlton on guitar. Yeah. That's why we've got Mr. Nick Keeble with us that day. Shreddy Vedder. Yeah. <laughs> Shreddy the um, Head. Yeah, that's at the Hand in uh, Trimley, Hand in Hand. So check it out. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, August 10th, Sham 69. Yeah. Like the, well, some of the Sham 69. Come on. Come on. Hurry up, Harley. Come on. No, sorry. Uh, they're <laughs> playing at the Westgate Ward uh, on Saturday at seven o'clock. Awesome. Uh, back at Three Wise Monkeys on Sunday, we have Andy Hopkins' Soul Songbook on the 11th. Yeah, I don't so, know what time they start. I think it's yeah. usually about four or between four or six. Cool. Is that a duo? Will that be her and... I, her? I don't know. Check Soul out Song. the event for details. Exactly. And the last one I've got written down is my little gig, uh, the Lockerbillies duo at the Rampant Horse in Needham Market. Awesome. We've not played there before. I've been there a bunch of times. It's one of my dad's locals. Please... Um, Take fun. every opportunity for uh, to if someone asks you a question, the answer is no. Always reply with nay. <laughs> no. Um, Sunday, eleventh of August. That's when we're playing at four o'clock, four till seven at the Rampant Horse. Amazing. But um, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Oh yes, yeah. thank um, you very much. Have you got anything else to add? Um, no, I've got stuff to subtract though. Oh, okay. Um, Nothing to divide. No, that's the tour that's that's finishing off in, in wherever we're from. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. even know where we're from. Uh, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening in today. It's been an absolute pleasure as per you. Well, I apologise, my voice has been a bit mental. I've done about six hours worth of singing this weekend. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, we'll see you on Thursday for the podcasts. Uh, we're all over the Facebooks, iTunes. Please give us a rating. Please give us yeah. a share and a subscribe. We've had some new, we've had some new, uh, new reviews come up, some new Thank stars. You. So make Amazing. sure if you're on uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, you can give us a, a five star review. Amazing or a four, whatever. I mean, be honest, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, just trash us. It's fine. We won't cry. Any pub publicity is good publicity, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we love you and stuff. Isolated by Curtis Cully. Why do I feel so alone when I'm surrounded by people I know? This smile on my face, it won't go. You'll only see what I choose to show. The struggle is invisible.